Debs, Debs came here first time uh, for the women's conference. Um, was it six months ago, eight months ago? And we hadn't booked our holidays. I haven't told anybody this. We hadn't booked our holidays uh, from Cape Town. And Deb said, I think we need to come back to Durban because there's something special about this house that you need to experience. And um, we did. And we came back six weeks later and awkwardly kind of said, hey, we're back. Debs was here six weeks ago, but we didn't tell them that's why we were here. But uh, we experienced something in this house that is just so special. And I turned to Tess as Dylan was talking about the living room. We're in a pretty big season of transition ourselves, as we believe God, for the church that's in our hearts. And it just it's just a picture vision, a picture of a preferred future, uh, of families and people coming together, hearing the gospel, the Holy Spirit moving. And uh, I think you've got it pretty incredible here, guys. And uh, I just wanna honor this house. It's uh, an inspiration to me and Debs and to our church in Hillsong, South Africa. It's inspiring. So come on, can we just thank God for this house? And, um, I'm gonna read two short, scriptures and just keep that cup ready for me just in a minute um and then we're going to have a ministry time uh in the holy spirit uh we're just going to minister to people in the holy spirit and um i i want to re read you two passages i said that already but i do want to show you a picture of my family um this is uh our beautiful family we've two girls uh we've zaya and marley and then my beautiful wife debs and um, marley was born completely unresponsive, took her uh, seven minutes to kind of start breathing. And the doctors said she had hypoxia, which is a lack of oxygen to the brain. She was hypoxic and there was a very high chance of low brain damage and a mild chance of high brain damage. And um, they said, whatever happens, she's, she's going to have uh, some level of um, brain issues for the rest of her life and um, we really prayed we really asked God to heal her and um, there was a six week window where they did lots of tests she was in hospital um, I was I was really worried but Debs had complete peace um, while actually everything was happening in the theater uh, Debs was still there I was there and Debs had complete peace she had just given birth obviously but um, I was running around like praying, Lord, what's going on? Debs had peace. And a few hours later, I went back to her. I said, babe, what was going on? You, you, were you figuring out what was going on in the, in the theater? Like the doctors are, are saying it's crazy. She says, Daniel, I, I saw two tall, statured men walk into the room and just stand over Marley. And uh, I knew she was going to be healed. And they were angelic beings. And I was like, well, why didn't, why didn't they show themselves to me? You know, where, 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 was, where was I in the equation? And six weeks later, um, the doctor said her brain function is 100%. All of her vitals are completely, completely healed. And, um, you know, obviously the year you're kind of looking at by faith, you're like, Lord, is everything okay? Her engagements are perfect. Her, her, her IQ, all of her developmental cues are on point. And uh, God has healed her. So I just want to encourage you today, if you're needing healing, God can heal you. Amen. And he can turn any situation around. Um, two passages of scripture. Romans 5.3, it says this, we can rejoice 
like when South Africa win the World Cup, we can rejoice. Believe it or not, I thought the semi-final was actually more of a rejoiceful occasion. The final had that kind of like, did we actually win it? I'm South African now, Brew. you know, Irish, I don't know anything about that. Um, we can rejoice. Think of that celebration when the cup was lifted. And Paul writes it like this, when we face problems and trials. You ever talk to somebody and you're like, guys, do you, I'm telling you a sad story. Maybe wives, you can relate. I'm telling you a tough story. Why are you smiling? Are you not grasping this? Where is your empathy? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Paul has low empathy in this scripture, I feel. It's like, why are you telling me to rejoice when I face a trial and a problem of every kind? But he says it like this, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And then he says this, and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. The next verse, this is the key passage I want to draw out for the whole 30 minutes that I'm going to speak to you. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know, turn to somebody and say, for I know. How dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. For we know, that's a contextual verse, in the context of my trial and my circumstance, I know something. I know how dearly God loves me because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. One more verse, then I'm going to pray, and we're going to read the word. We're going to open the scripture together. Uh, next verse is in John chapter 16. Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Anybody need peace today? You just need peace. You've been anxious a little bit. God wants to bring peace to you. Oh, he's a God of peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Where he rules, peace reigns. In this world... You will have trouble. I want to add creative license to the text and just add in a word there. In this world, you will have pain. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Lord, we love you. Oh, we're so grateful for your presence here in this room. Holy Spirit, you're here. You're moving through the seats. You're already ministering to hearts and lives this morning as we thank you for the transitions that are taking place but lord we just invite your spirit here to minister to your people there's nothing like your presence god and in your presence there is fullness of joy whatever we have carried in the room today i thank you that with you anything is possible so lord as we enter into a just a few moments of healing asking you to move i pray you would show us something in your word, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the power of your pain. The power of your pain. A few months ago, uh, we entered the summer months and um, my daughter, Zaya, is turning three, uh, or tree, as I say in my Irish accent. Uh, so it's, it's a bit of a complicated one for us. We, we didn't develop the THs in our accent, but we're getting there. Um, she's turning three, and when she was born, she took the God is the head of this household sign down, and she put up, Zaya is now the head of this household. She is, she is the boss, and she's very cute, she's very smart, and she knows exactly exactly what she's doing. And um, I want to show you a picture of her because this summer we she experienced ice cream for the first time. Our first 
child experienced sugar at the age of three. We had her on a vegan, protein-only, perfectly balanced diet. And then our second child came along and we're like, you can have whatever you want. Organic, processed, once the calories are in, amazing. A spoonful of sugar, I have learned, makes everything go down. And so we, we just figured that out. But she did experience ice cream for the first time. And I'll never forget it. I took her to the ice cream shop. And I've realized as a parent in Durban, you're probably eating ice creams all the time. But as a, as a parent, when you buy your child an ice cream, the calories don't count even when you have to fix that ice cream. You know what I'm talking about? There's a, there's a fixing skill that we have learned as dads and parents. And so she got the ice cream. I remember she was so excited. And she took the lick. And she was licking, licking, licking. And I saw her. I saw her just as she looked at it and she just opened her mouth and she bit right into that thing. And I could see her mouth just contort her face. And all of a sudden, anybody inflicted with sensitive teeth in the room? Anybody here? Lord, we pray healing, right? right. Lay hands, lay hands, just lay hands on them. Lord, healing. I could see, Dada! it's cold, it's cold. I was like, Zaya, it's an ice cream, chick. Like, you, you, you got to just get through it. I don't want it. Don't like, don't want, don't like, don't want. We've raised her very well, you know. So anyway, a week later, we walk back to the shop. It's there in Musenberg, which we call the center of the, Musen uh, center of the universe. And we're walking through, and uh, she walks up to the lady, and I say, okay, we're going to get an ice cream. I say, Zaya, we're trying to train you to interact with strangers, so you're going to ask. And she goes up, she goes, one warm ice cream, please. The lady, the lady looked at her, and I looked at her. I was like, no, it's, uh, Zaya, it's an ice One warm ice cream. I said, Zaya, it's cold. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I tried to kind of break this down to her that you cannot have an ice cream without the cold. So I went and got her a chocolate bar, and everything was resolved. And now that is a warm ice cream. What Zaya couldn't comprehend was that there was, a, there was an ice cream that was cold. And I just want to use this simple analogy, because I think sometimes as children, we go to the Father, and we say, God, why is there pain in my life? And God is saying, you can't have life without pain. Jesus says, in this world, you will have pain. We weren't meant for it, but because of the fall, we experience it. And I want to speak to an emotion today that we can't kind of make peace with because we are fighting the pain in our lives. And Paul says, there is a power to your pain if you can see what I want to do in it. I want to help you to see the pain in your life differently. Now, in our society today, we run from pain. We flee pain. We medicate pain. We ignore pain. We suppress it for years. We never actually take our pain to God. But Paul says, no, no, no. In this world, you're going to face trouble. Jesus says it. You're going to face trials of every kind, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I want to bring that passage, Romans 5, verse 5, if we can put it up on the screen, because I want you to look at your pain, the situations, the trauma, the things you have went through in your life, and I want you to see it differently today, because God has a purpose. In fact, God has a power in your pain, a power in your pain. He says this, for we know in the midst of these trials, how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts 
with his love. The previous verse says this, it develops endurance and endurance strength of character. I want to teach you a little bit on what pain does. The Greek word for strength of character, in the, in the Greek it's dokume. Dokume means tested character. Another way to put it is, is character that is produced in pain cannot be produced any other way. Dokumi is used to refine uh, precious metals. And as a goldsmith puts the metal into the fire, it is refined. And Jesus, uh, or sorry, Paul uses this word to describe what is happening in this refining fire that the dokumi, the tested character, that in the midst of pain, God wants to produce character in your life that can be produced no other way. Now you might say, well, that doesn't solve the pain in my life. We'll get there. Don't worry. But I just want you to know that when a goldsmith refines the metal so refiningly, what's the word there? I don't know. So it's so refined, he should be able to see his reflection in the metal coming back at him. And for some of us, God uses the fire or the pain in our lives as fire that he can see his reflection in the midst of our circumstance, that our character starts to emanate and focus and look to him and he sees the reflection of himself in the midst of our situation. Now, I, I want to be real for a moment. There are situations that are deeply painful to us that I know God has purpose in. Now, we might not be able to understand it. We might not be able to comprehend it. We might be like Zaya, who's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And God is saying, no, I want you to see it differently because God wastes nothing. Anybody grateful God wastes nothing today? He wastes nothing that happens in your life. He never wastes it. He's a restorer of the brokenness. He's a restorer of the years that the locusts have taken. He says this, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Jesus describes a cup of suffering in Luke 22, verse 42. He says, Father, if you're willing, please take this cup of suffering, this cup of pain away from me. I want you to think about the pain in your life as a cup. The pain in your life is a cup. Jesus, in this darkest moment, referred to his suffering as a cup. And I want to tell you a few things about this cup, that this cup represents pain. And the greater the pain in your life, the greater the capacity. I know some of you are looking at the pain in your life and you're saying, this, this, this cup is not big enough. I, I could take up a bucket and you'd say, no, it's still not big enough. I, you, you don't understand, friend. I want to tell you today, your pain has a capacity. Jesus likens it to the cup of suffering. And Paul says, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of what's going on, the loss, the grief, the trauma, the rejection, the things you've questioned, the hurt that you've faced, you have a capacity in your life to be filled with something, to receive something. And the greater the pain, the greater the capacity to hold something. And Paul says, in the midst of that pain, we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Now, I want you to look at this jug as the Holy Spirit. It is the conduit, the jug. When we invite the Holy Spirit to come, he is the container, endless container that contains something. And what is it? Well, it's the love of God. 
The glass represents our pain. The jug is the Holy Spirit that we have access to. But the water is the love of God. We experience, it's important you understand this, whether you're t whatever your background is with regards to the Holy Spirit, we, we experience the love of God through the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is present, he wants to fill our hearts with his love. And Paul is saying, if you can grasp this, when you invite the Holy Spirit into the pain in your life, into the situation in your life, you, you, you can be filled with the love of God. And there's a, there's a capacity that you have to experience his love because you've been hurting, because you've been broken, because you've been jarred, because you've been hurt. There's a moment where you can take that cup and the Holy Spirit can fill you. You experience it. Let me, let me, let me, let me get this across to you before, before I really preach this. There is a certain love that can only be known or experienced in the context of pain. For we know in the midst of our pain, let me put it a different way, the greatest embrace of the Father is in the deepest place of your pain. You'd be saying, I, I don't know. I don't know. What I've, what, I've, what I've realized about the love of God, it's, it's like a fluid. He says it's poured out because a fluid can go to places in the depths of our being that nothing else can go. It goes right to the lowest common denominator where counselors can't counsel enough to go to, where, where our own mind can't verb, put verbiage to the pain that we felt. The love of God is like a liquid because it can flow right down to the very bottom, the very darkest, the very hidden parts of our lives, the very parts of our innermost being, and it can even fill those places. The Bible says it like this. Oh, there's no heights or no depths. Is he talking about depths in the ocean? No, he's talking about the depths in our hearts. There's no place that the love of God cannot reach you. There is no place the love of God cannot flow down into. There's no place that he cannot reach you. You may say, God, you'll never be able to heal this. Friend, the love of God is a fluid that flows right down to the very bottom of your soul and it brings something with it. It brings something with it. Didn't see that table there. That could have been funny. Now, here's the thing with pain. I want to teach you just a little bit, just for a moment. The greatest problem with our pain is that we close up. We close up. We get hurt. We get hardened. And we say, God, I have to figure this out myself. I, I can't let anybody in there. And there's times where we have a wound and we're hurting and our hearts are broken and, and we're, we're struggling. And if, we, if our arm was broken, we'd say, hey, you've got to protect it. But, but we start concealing things and we start hiding things and we start, we start covering it up. And we start saying, no, 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 God, you can't get in there. There's, there's areas of my life that I have to protect the world from, but you don't have to protect God from. He can see them. I want to put this analogy to you a different way. Because all you have to do is receive the love of God in the midst of your pain. There's a process to it. There's a healing to it. And so often when we're hurt, we harden up, we cover, we protect. And we seal the cup from the love of God that wants to be poured out in our lives. Give me that cup just for a minute. I loved the final when everybody was up and the cup was placed on a podium. It was there and... 
you know, they won the cup um, comprehensively. And uh, we all knew it was going to happen. And um, I love that moment where the players walk up, they receive their medal, and then they walk up to the cup. They walk up to the cup. Now, now can you imagine, after getting through the fight, after getting through the, the, the pain, after getting through all of the things that have happened, after through the six wins against the five best teams in the world, uh, they didn't beat the Irish, but anyway, it's all good. They, they, they get through, they get through, they get through, and they're all there, they're all on the platform. The cup is there, and all of a sudden, Sia Khaleesi, our fearless captain, he comes to the cup, and then he just, he just walks away and says, we're not going to lift it. And I, I, had this, I had this picture when I saw this cup that for some of us, we've battled, we've persevered, we've, we've been through the trials of life, we've got to the podium and we're about to receive a, a, an award for the pain and the suffering that we're in. And instead of lifting the cup, we shy away from the cup. And God is saying, no, 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 lift the cup and let me fill you. Lift the cup and let me fill you. Don't operate the way the world has operated. Lift the cup. There is a certain love, a certain outpouring that you are now entitled to. Entitled to. Because you've suffered, because you've persevered, you're entitled to lift a cup to the Lord and let his love just pour into your life. His healing love. The second thing we do so often in our world is we, we go through pain and we go through suffering and we say, God, take it away. I don't want it. As far as the east is from the west, take that pain from me. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to just take it away. You can bring it to me. There's something you can bring. We want to hide it. It doesn't exist. It's not there. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Everything's good. You know, the Irish are quite prideful. You know, we, we, we like to say, you know, it didn't hurt us when we didn't win the World Cup this year. It didn't hurt us at all. We're fine. We'll win it again next year. It's not again next year, but anyway, it's all good. You know, the beautiful thing is, is with the Lord, you can bring the depths of your soul to him. And he wants to fill you afresh. He says, no, let me fill you. God says to some of us today, hey, you've persevered. Now let me fill you with my love at the end of your pain or in the midst of your pain, the midst of your suffering, there's a certain outpouring that you are entitled to because now you have the capacity to receive it. So often in our world, we believe for healing. I wanna share just really briefly, my wife and I have walked through a journey with chronic illness where pain is a consistent thing every week, sometimes every day in our lives. And there's this, been this tension in our faith of saying, God, we're believing you for healing, but right now we're walking through pain. And as we take that pain to God, as we take the hurt or the situation to God, we've started realizing that there's an intimacy that we've never experienced before this, that he can fill us in and fill us through. Think about the hurt in our lives, the rejection for some of us, broken marriages, broken relationships, estranged relationship with our kids. And there's a brokenness, but you know, in that tenderness, there's an intimacy with the Lord that he can fill you afresh. So often we're saying, fix it. And God is saying, yes, but let me fill you. We're saying, heal it. And God is saying, yes, but I want to fill you. For we know how dearly the Father loves us because he has 
given us the Holy Spirit. We're inviting the Holy Spirit into the room right now to fill you, not with courage, not with strength, not with resilience, but with love. The love of God. I've realized that sometimes the filling is daily and it's a little bit and it's a little bit and it's a little bit. And every day I come to him in the midst of my pain and my brokenness and he continues to fill me. I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm, I'm a little bit jarred by something that happened and I come to him and he starts to fill me. He starts to fill me. He starts to fill me. And I used to identify out of my pain for seasons, things that had happened in my life. And then you, you, you start to realize that as God starts to fill you, the cup doesn't represent a cup of suffering anymore. It starts to represent a cup of love. We don't look at that glass and think it's an empty cup. We see the love that was poured out. See, friends, I want to tell you today, so often the healing that we're looking for in our lives looks like a filling. We look at situations and look at circumstances and, and we're looking and we're saying, God, heal me, heal me, and heal me. And God is saying, I want to, but I'm going to fill you. I'm going to fill you. Hey, you need forgiveness today. You need circumstances to work out in your life today. You need resolution over a matter. Let me fill you with my love. And I think this is why the psalmist writes, David, he says, in the presence of my enemies, my cup, it overflows. Because despite what happens in my life, God's love, he just continued to fill me and to fill me and to fill me. And now the cup of suffering no longer looks like a cup of pain, but it's a cup of love because all I have to show for it is that that situation, the enemy tried to use it to take me out but look how God filled me with his love. Oh that's what a testimony is, is when you've been through some things, when you've lost some things, when you've went through some circumstances, there's a love and a grace that's poured out that in, in the previous season of your life you would have thought, how do I ever get through it? But then you look back and you say it was the love of God it was the grace of God it was the mercy of God and all he wanted me to do was to lift the cup and say Father, I've been through some things now fill me Fill me, fill me, fill me. Oh, I don't identify out of a cup of pain anymore. And there's times we do. We have to recognize that I'm broken, I'm wounded, I'm, but we're not meant to stay there because he wants to fill us. His mercies, they're, they're just new every morning. There was a lady in our church, she'd been through so much trauma in her life. I said, we're going to go on a journey for a year. Every morning, you're going to get time with the Lord for 15 to 20 minutes. And you're not going to talk to God. You're just going to ask him to fill you with your love. Do what you need to do. See who you need to see. But don't see those people in the absence of the love of God. I said, every morning and every Sunday you come into church, one of our prayer team is going to pray that you would experience his love. We had an anointing service at the end of the year and it had been a full year and we went and we anointed her and God completely healed her of every trauma, 
every mental health issue, everything, it wasn't in one moment, it was a constant filling of the love of God poured out over her mind, over her heart, over her emotions, and it translated to God, I've been healed, but the healing looked like a filling. And I wanna encourage you today, if you've never experienced the depths of the love of God in the midst of your pain, why don't you just lift the cup and let him fill you? What does that look like, Daniel? It means taking your pain to God. There's this moment where a woman breaks an alabaster jar at Jesus' feet. She wasn't a woman of stature. In fact, she was a woman who had experienced much hurt and much pain lived her life pretty much on the streets. She broke an alabaster jar at Jesus' feet and she came. What did it represent? It represented what was most sacred to her, what was most precious to her. Our pain, our stories are precious. They can't just be thrown out there, but she took it to the feet of Jesus and she opened it, she laid it out. It was an act of humility, but it was an act of Jesus. You are more precious, more powerful than what I have carried for so long. And that's the act today of simply lifting the cup and saying, Lord, fill me with your love. Fill me with your love. I'm gonna invite the worship team. They're already here but I'm gonna invite the Holy Spirit into the room. He's already here. He's been here through the whole service. I want you to experience the love of God today. And I want you to take a moment and take what's been maybe bothering you this past week, this past year, this past decade, maybe it's been 12 years. And in a safe place, I want you to lift the cup of suffering in your life. You know, the beautiful thing about the Lord is sometimes he can just pour out his love and in one moment fill you so fresh that you feel to overflow and the healing happens instantly. And I want you to just take a moment and while the Lord is just speaking to you, I'd love you to and just invite you to, to that moment of saying, God, I bring my pain to you. For I know how dearly you love me. I feel the Father would say to some of you today, you've been through it. You've been through, we would say through the ringer. You've been through some situations. Now come. You've tried to fight it in your own strength. You've tried to put on the prideful face. You've tried to get through it. Come, let me fill you. If you're in the room, as the team are just slowly leading us, I'd love to pray for you today. I wanna to pray for a couple of groups of people, but here's what I want you to do. If you just need to experience the love of God today, I'd love you to just open up your hands like this. It's like a symbol of receiving his love in the room. If you're saying, Lord, I've been through some painful situations in my life. I've been through some betrayals. He has a filling for that. In fact, there is no place he cannot go. Maybe you have a broken dream that you felt you placed in the hand of somebody and it was marred and tattered and it's been a lot of pain. I wanna ask you today, can you bring it to Jesus? 
for we know how dearly the Father loves us. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If that's you, I just want you to stand to your feet right where you are. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but I want you to keep your hands open. People already standing. And I just want you to stand up and I just want you to say, Father, fill me. Oh, the Father is saying, come, 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 come. I want to pray for a second group of people. Maybe you're here and you feel like you've persevered in your own strength for so long. And you're like a marathon runner and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to keep coming. I don't know how I'm going to keep going. I don't know how I'm going to persevere. I feel the Father would say to you, you've persevered, now let me fill you. Come on, you've tried in your own strength, now let me fill you with my love. Let me fill you with my love. If that's you in the room, why don't you just experience his love? The team are going to lead us slowly. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for some people. But right now, why don't you just lift that cup to him, that situation, and just say, Father, through the Holy Spirit, oh, his love is just pouring out over your heart. It's filling your heart with his love. In Jesus' name, just say, fill me afresh, Lord. Fill me afresh, Lord. Fill me afresh, Lord. Fill me afresh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're here. See us.
Maybe it's a sense of, 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 of kind of overwhelming. Just receive his love right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you to every aspect. We invite you to the depths of the hurts that we've faced and we ask you for your healing. We thank you, Lord, that you're with them. We thank you, Lord, right now, Spirit of God, that you're filling them afresh. We thank you right now they're receiving your love, the power of your love is transforming this situation, Father. Oh, we breathe you in. We open our hearts and our lives. We lift the cup that has caused suffering for so long, and we allow you to fill it. We allow you to fill it, Father. For some of us, we've prayed, take it, but now we're saying, fill it, Lord, with your love, with your love, with your love, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for every person who's been through grief in this season. I thank you, Lord, there's a peace and there's a comfort and there's a love that now they are entitled to from your throne. Would you see the drain of his robe filling hearts and lives who've been just broken and shattered and he's saying, I'm restoring, I'm renewing, I'm healing. The oil is pouring over your heart and over your mind bringing you to a place of acceptance in me, of healing in me. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, your spirit is moving. Thank you that you're our healer. Thank you that you're with us, that you're for us, and your love is being poured out over us. In Jesus' name. We're going to sing this one more time. Why don't you just lift your hands and begin to thank him for what he's doing. It's only the start, amen. There's a filling every day. His mercies are new every day. Oh, he's so good to us. He's so kind. We're just lifting the cup to him today. Fill us afresh, God. Fill us afresh. We're not satisfied. We're not satisfied with yesterday's oil. Fill us anew today. We come to you today and we ask you, Lord, fill us from the depths. Fill us to 